the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app to get daily updates from the front. From the journalists of The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Wednesday, February 1. Indigenous leaders are launching a major push to win over Peter Dutton and opponents of the voice to parliament. The Australian reveals today the referendum working group. That's 21 senior First Nations leaders, including Marcia Langton, Noel Pearson, Galloway Yunupingu and Megan Davis, have set aside six months after the referendum to agree how the voice would work. They'd conduct dialogue with the Indigenous community after a successful referendum and then send the plan to Parliament. On Thursday, the leaders will present their case to Peter Dutton, asking the opposition leader to back them in. More on that later in the episode and why students are taking a surprising stand. Tobacco giant Philip Morris has been funding research into vapes and e-cigarettes that's been published in mainstream academic journals, often without revealing the source of the funds. Philip Morris, which produces e-cigarettes along with its brands Marlboro and Peter Jackson, set up the so-called Foundation for a Smoke-Free World to fund the research. First up today, we visit the streets of strife-torn Alice Springs with our reporter, Liam Mendes. As Alice Springs waits for the federal government's formal response to weeks of alcohol fuel violence, the future of the town's most vulnerable people hangs in the balance. Work for youth boss. Youth boss. What's the youth boss do? Pick up kids and take them home. Because you think it's important for kids to stay at home? Yeah. Get them what we kill, get them raped. That's the voice of Darius Watson. He's a 13 year old boy who has been going out late at night over the past few weeks. He started school yesterday. But will tougher restrictions on the sale of alcohol be enough to give Darius the best start in life? Liam Mendes is a reporter with The Australian and he's been in Alice Springs for the past couple of weeks. Liam, tell me about Darius. Who is he and how did you get to know him? Darius is this young, energetic 13-year-old who I met on the streets of Alice Springs last week. It was about 10pm and he and his mates were running around in a game of cat and mouse with police who were trying to round children up and get them home. There are a lot of young kids that are getting up to an awful amount of trouble around town. Some are performing break and enters, they're getting into fights, stealing cars, throwing rocks at cars. I actually had some kids trying to throw rocks at my car one night. But from what I saw with Darius and his mates is that they were just keeping to themselves and having a bit of fun around town. So where's home for Darius? Darius lives probably a 15, 20-minute walk from town. It's in one of the town camps, and uh, he lives with his mother, siblings, and uh, cousins as well. It's a very small home that they live in. And what does Darius's mum say about him being out at night and about him going back to school? I was lucky enough to be invited to join Darius's mum, Charlene, as she dropped Darius and his little brother to school on Tuesday morning. And 
She told me how Darius went into the classroom and his brother went to play with friends and she said that they both love school and it's important that they go so that they learn more. You've been in Alice for a few weeks now chronicling what's going on there, Liam. What are you seeing now as you go out at night and how has it changed over the weeks that you've been there? Well, Claire, I went into this thinking that it could have been a bit of an over-exaggeration from locals, but certainly not that. It's not just at night where there are acts of violence. This is happening during the day. Today I was sent a video of three kids beating the crap out of another kid at a park on Monday, and one of the other kids was holding an axe. Jump him, jump him! But this is happening day and night constantly. And last week we published video of an Indigenous man chasing another into a pub with a very large metal pole. And the other was holding a machete. And a few seconds later, about a dozen people emerged from nowhere and they started throwing crowbars, baseball bats and other metal objects at each other. At night, people are just wandering around sort of aimlessly, seemingly bored out of their mind. A a lot of them are intoxicated. There are young kids getting into fights, especially girls, but homes and businesses are being invaded. Rocks are being thrown at cars. There's locals roaming around the hotel resorts looking for alcohol. And the residents who are doing the right thing, and these are black and white residents, they are fed up and they fear for the future of Alice because they are scared that tourists will stop coming to their town and that residents will leave. Do you feel as though there are not enough police? Is actual numbers of police bodies insufficient? Definitely. But the thing is, is that policing isn't really a solution to this problem. There's a much bigger problem here where there's boredom, there's lack of integration into society, I think, from speaking to people. But I have spoken to some police officers and they have certainly said that there are major resourcing issues in the town. So, Liam, paint a picture for us for the rest of Australia who might not know Alice Springs very well. What's it like right now? So I've been here for almost two weeks now and so many people, white and black, that I've met are just wonderful. It is just a beautiful town. They've had so much rain recently and when you look past the trouble that is here and all the boarded up shops, it is so green. It's surrounded by gorgeous, rocky, red, mountainous terrain. It's so sad to see it in such disarray and the locals just want the mayhem to stop. Liam Mendes is a reporter with The Australian. Coming up, student activists weigh in on The Voice. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. As we find out more about the proposed voice to parliament, opinions are beginning to crystallise and one group who's made their stance clear is student unions. I'm joined now by Ellie Dudley, who has the exclusive. 
Ellie, what are the student unions telling you about their position on the voice to parliament? So the National Union of Students have made it very clear that they unequivocally support the Indigenous voice to parliament. I had a chat with Bailey Riley, who's the president of the National Union of Students, and he said that this is the way forward to be supporting Indigenous people and to give them a say on policies and laws that affect them. Amazingly enough, and we wouldn't have thought this a month ago, that's now quite a maybe conservative position Mm. to take, isn't it? Mm. It is incredibly conservative, especially when you think about the Invasion Day rallies that happened last week. We saw tens of thousands of people across the country turn up to these rallies and quite radical far-left Indigenous speakers and activists encourage these relatively young audiences to vote no to the referendum. And so when you've got these mixed messages now of Indigenous activists saying vote no, their voice isn't going far enough, we need a treaty, we need to make sure that Indigenous voices are heard on their own terms. But then now you've also got the National Union of Students saying, actually, no, we, as another young organisation, think that you should vote yes for the referendum. We have an opportunity to have a treaty that allows for, which is only through a piece of legislation, they could put 10 independent black seats in the Senate today. And we won't settle for anything less. We'd already heard the voice be criticised from the right, from the National Party, led by Senator Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price. Now it's also being attacked from the left. You're part of this generation, Ellie, who have recently begun voting and who now are going to have the opportunity to vote on this issue. How do you think this diversity of opinion is resonating with young voters? To be honest, up until the Invasion Day rallies, I would have said that the bulk of young voters would be voting for an Indigenous voice to parliament. I thought that was really clear cut. But then when I attended these Invasion Day rallies, seeing the amount of young faces there, and they were hearing a very, very clear message to not vote for the voice to parliament, I think that it's going to be an incredibly confused group and a group that wants to do what's best for Indigenous people but may not fully understand what that is. We are the voice. Listen to us here today. When it comes that time, vote no to a referendum. We don't want any voice. We are the voice. You were working on the day of the Invasion Day rallies. What did you expect and what did you see? I don't think I expected The Voice to be as much of a talking point as it was. Obviously, I rocked up and there was a lot of talk about Australia Day and abolishing the date. It's no longer changed the date. It's abolished the date. (laughs) But more than that, and I would say the bulk of the discourse was around The Voice and it was these Indigenous activists getting up on a stage and encouraging people to vote no and saying, what are you going to vote when it comes to referendum time? And the crowd chanting back, no. So I think that that was what was so surprising to me is that this incredibly political issue was brought into these rallies and it wasn't just about Australia Day. Now, of course, the National Union of Students is aligned to Labor. Do you get a sense that they've come under pressure to take this position? I think so. I think that it's difficult because they've obviously felt like they need to take a stance and they've decided that this is the best stance for Indigenous Australians. And so if this is how they've decided, then I imagine we'll be seeing many, many campaigns and strikes and rallies across university campuses in favour of The Voice. Ellie Dudley is a journalist with The Australian. We're used to the states and federal governments going at each other's throats, but there's an unlikely alliance forming over fixing Medicare. New South Wales Liberal Premier Dominic Perrottet wants a new model of collaborative federalism. 
where states back federal Labor's health reforms. You can read that scoop and all our analysis of the health crisis right now at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.